0: One no guns, guns are a tell. Obviously, are, it's assault with a deadly weapon. Whether well, or not you yeah. yeah, no guns. I don't know if it's 100 true. What if it's a
1: what if it's a cane that? What if it's a gun that looks like a cane?
0: Looks like a briefcase.
1: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> <laughs> that looks like a briefcase.
0: Nails.
1: Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. It's a thing.
0: But um. Are
1: you a spy?
0: No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but...
1: Hello and welcome back to the Bug in a Rug podcast. As always, my name is Caitlin and once again, I'm here with... Jeff. And tonight we are bringing you another story that may or may not keep you up at night. Hopefully by the end of it, we will all still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug. But only time will tell. And it's October, so happy spooky season to everyone. And this episode right now is going to be our Halloween special and Dinah is going to star in it. So happy Halloween everybody. Have a good weekend and stay safe. Yep. Alright, are you? I'm just gonna get right into it. This one's a fun one. I'm not going to lie. I thought it was at least. Right. Are you ready? She's ready. We're all ready. All three of us are ready. <laughs> Alright, bandits, described as a, quote, hasty 30-year-old man and a, quote, pretty 17-year-old girl, made off with somewhere between twelve dollars and $15,000 on October 31st, 1938. The pair pulled off what was considered by most to be a daring daytime robbery on Halloween Day, and they weren't even wearing costumes, which... First and foremost, I think, is a missed opportunity if I've ever read about one.
0: Yeah.
1: It's Halloween day. You're going to rob a bank. You need masks. They didn't dress up at all. Anyway, it's fine.
0: Well, 1938 masks in any picture of Halloween before, (laughs) like, 1994. (laughs) It is super creepy. Yeah, yeah. that's
1: true. Well, yeah, but like they're robbing a bank, so if like, do not
0: too much, it, too much attention.
1: I guess. I guess. Didn't even wear like a
0: balaclava or whatever.
1: Yeah, nothing. Yeah, balaclava. Yeah, yeah. We learned about this in the episode about Mister Cruel. Did you listen to that one? He wore a and I kept wanting to call it a baklava. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Except cake or something. all right anyway on october 31st 1938 at 8:30 a.m assistant manager john torsi arrived at northwest security national bank he began unlocking the front doors as usual when he felt something shoved into him a man had snuck up behind torsi and was pointing a shotgun at his back the man stated quote this is a hold up just walk in as usual As Torsey began to move into the bank, he realized that the man was accompanied by a woman wielding a pistol. The pair told Torsey to open the vault, but to their dismay, this wasn't possible. Torsey explained that the vault was not accessible immediately due to time locks set in place until 10.30 a.m. This information did not discourage the bandits. They decided to just wait in the bank until the vault could be accessed. So the man forced Torsey to cut the alarm system before anyone else arrived, and then they just sat there with him. Would you, like, if you were robbing a bank, <laughs> say you were robbing a bank, and you walked in, and you're like, open the vault, and they're like, well, we can't for another two hours, would you stay?
0: That's a poor planned robbery. You should already <laughs> know who can open it, when it can be opened. You should, you should be able to do it, and then just walk in and it happens.
1: Yeah, that's true. You've been watching a lot of White Collar. This is partly why we chose this episode. Well, what I, you know, I chose this episode. And is that what, I mean, they already have it all planned, right? Yeah. Yeah, but they like almost get caught like all the time.
0: Almost. Almost on the counts in horseshoes (laughs) and (laughs) grenades. That's true. That's very true.
1: So, the woman set up next to the front doors, concealing her pistol behind a newspaper. As employees filed in for their shift, she would notify the man in some way. He would then make sure to let them know, quote, We aren't taking a thing from you. This is money insured, so do what you are told. Remember, if anything happens, you will be the first ones to get it. Meaning, She's threatening he's going to shoot him. Yep. <laughs> Don't do it. Who, no she no was, funny business. No, she was, no, a, she was like standing by the doors and then would like, nod or wave or something, because he was with Torsey, still. I don't know how big the bank was, so.
0: This this is another weird thing. Yeah. When the people were walking in, like, oh, I gotta go to work today. Who are you? Like, who's this 17-year-old child? It was 1938. Who's a 17-year-old middle-aged? I
1: pictured it as, like, a. she was, like, if the doors are to her left, she's, like, leaning up against the wall. So when you walk in, you're looking forward and you don't see her until she like steps behind you and then she's behind you with a gun and then the guy in front of you has a gun and so you're like what are you gonna do that's how i was picturing it so everyone started complying with their demands including rm dick Dipew, who is vice president and manager of northwest security bank a few gave the robbers all of the money from a smaller safe that they had in their teller's drawers, leaving just enough to conduct business throughout the entire ordeal. He used his small stash of money to conduct business with 50 customers while the bandits pointed their weapons at him. Now, the man and woman took all of this money. and In an odd act, the man asked an insurance representative, John Hatton, Hanton, excuse me, for his overcoat to basically lay over the money so nobody could like see it in his hands or whatever. But then the man asked Hanton, he said, how much did this cost you? And Hanton goes, well, like $25. And the guy then gave Hanton $25 for his jacket. He was like, out of the stolen money, mind you. But he was like, here's $25 for your coat. So people were kind of like, he was a gentleman. It was weird, like <laughs> so they weren't like super mean. I guess I don't know. So as soon as ten thirty rolled around, the man forced Torcy and Depew to open the vault and place everything into several pillowcases. In its entirety, the pillowcases held seventeen thousand dollars, approximately worth of money, securities, and silver, and this would add up to be about three hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars today. They also took sixteen. Thousand dollars of stocks I don't know how
0: and they don't really do it anymore. and was it paper It was like it? a paper thing okay
1: so they also took that. Torsey and Depew were held at gunpoint as they were made to take the pillowcases out to the getaway car as the bandits it said they were laughing at them or chuckling at them as cause the pillowcases were like heavy at that point. So when everything was loaded, the couple fled east of Brookings onto Highway 14, bound for eastern Minnesota. Torsey and Depew immediately contacted the police once they were freed from their captors. The local police contacted the FBI, and a manhunt was underway immediately. The first mystery they needed to solve, though, was... Who were these people? Because this was in, and I don't think I said, it was like in Brookings... Let me Google it because I don't remember. South Dakota. And they were heading towards in the direction of Minnesota.
0: Yep.
1: So people were like, we don't know these people. People were like, we Yeah, don't know these people. Now this is a weird thing, and I don't know how this happened. This is the sentence, the only sentence that I found about this. It said several months later, after this robber- robbery, which I don't think it could have been months, so I don't understand the timeline. But anyway, it is said that a health resort employee identified the pair as Benny and Stella Dixon. So somebody figured out who these people were. Benny,
0: what? Was it like one of the Kellogg's health resorts?
1: It's <laughs> literally the only sentence about it. I don't know. I think the FBI probably... some Yeah, and figured it out. But... They discovered that Benny Dixon was born in Topeka, Kansas in 1913. He seemed to have a fairly good life in his early childhood. His father was a respected high school chemistry teacher. Benny and his siblings were in the Boy Scouts, and the family was well known after Benny and his brother saved a woman from drowning in a local pond when he was like 10. So they received commendations from the mayor himself for this act. People knew who they were. They saved a woman's life. This made the Dixon family very popular, but not everyone who vied for their attention had the best, you know, in mind. Benny Dixon started hanging out with what people would call a rough crowd um, in his teens. So this is where he started getting into trouble. At the age of 16, Benny stole a cab and took it for a joyride, which ended with him serving time in the Kansas state reformatory. He allegedly tried to straighten his life out after being released, but his reputation made it difficult to find honest work in his hometown of Topeka because people were now like, Benny's hanging out with the wrong people. You don't want him around because then all those people come around, so we can't, we're not hiring him. So those who did take a liking to Benny or those who were actually his friends afterwards were known criminals in the area. So together, a group of them tried their hand at robbing a bank in 1931. It ended with Benny spending several years in the Missouri State Penitentiary. So it didn't end well. After being released, he went back to live with his family. Benny supposedly wanted to live honestly again, so he began to study law and spent time uh, in amateur boxing. Amateur, Amateur boxer. In June 1937, now, 27 year old Benny met 14 year old Stella in a roller skating rink. They fell in love and started seeing each other in secret. Their wonder why, wonder why, why was in secret. The Their plan was to marry as soon as Stella turned 16. Yeah, this is this part's a bit in a roller skating rink. Like, I want to go roller skating so bad. I feel like I talk about it. A decent amount, but I don't think I'd... I don't know. Maybe I would fall in love if I went roller skating. Mm. Only if you were there, too. (laughs) Mm. So they were going to get married as soon as she turned 16, but the plan fell apart after Benny left town to avoid jail time after attacking a driver's license examiner. No more information on that. (laughs) Not sure if he was... Taking his driving test, or if he was just at the DMV, not sure. But he left town and moved to California. A devastated Stella received a letter months later from Benny uh, while he was in California. He asked her to move out with him so that they could still get married, just, you know, in a different state. And she did just that. The pair were married. On August 3rd, 1938, by a police judge in Pipestone, Minnesota, as they vacationed with Dixon's family at Lake Benton. Now, there are some sources that say that Stella had been, like, sexually assaulted by somebody, and so she ran away, and then she met Benny, or when he was gone, this happened, and so she ran away before she was 16, but there's not a whole lot of information on her life before. You know, all of this. The bank robbery. So on Stella's 16th birthday, the couple decided to rob the Corn Exchange Bank in Elton, South Dakota. On August 25th, 1938, the pair entered the bank around 3 p.m. Benny, quote, accosted cashier R.S. Pichow with a gun and walked out with all the money in the bank according to one witness. Benny and Stella were described by customers as "quote cool and collected even amazingly so considering the circumstances" unquote. He was even kind of nice to get to the customers. So JE Dunn considered him to be a gentleman because when Benny went to take money from this man's account, Dunn's account and realized Dunn only had $18 Benny allegedly said, quote, keep it. You need it worse than I do. And then he just like left. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> People in some of the articles are like, it was like a Robin Hood move. And I'm like, I
0: mean I mean, still just robbing a bandage. Yeah, it's like, very much like oh, oh, I <laughs> mean.
1: that's more of an insult, but okay. Um so after this, after they um robbed the bank in Elkton, South Dakota on August 25th. They fled in a Ford V8 car driving back up to the Dixon's property in Minnesota, where they had vacationed when they got married, um, where they buried the $2,187 or like about $45,000 today. Um, They buried it somewhere. Bella later told police, quote, we did not stop en route. When we got to the farm, we parked the car out near the barn and Johnny walked up in the trees. He said he was going to hide the money. So I don't really know if she knows where it was. Also, fun fact, she calls him Johnny. And it just was like, it's her fun little nickname for him. So. I don't know. That's why she said Johnny. His yes. name's Benny.
0: Um, It's a very not trustworthy move for your partner. If you bury it, don't tell him.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely using her, right? Like, she's 15 years younger than him. I also think that she is young enough that she'd be like, oh, whatever you say. You know what I mean? You say Johnny. Yeah. Weird. (laughs) So, two months later, the pair held up the Northwest Security National Bank on Halloween Day, 1938. And they were now on the run. So the police have found out all this information. They have robbed Banks before. You know, he's done time in prison, Stella. I mean, she doesn't really have a record, but she married this guy, so um, you know. We they want him bad. So police and the FBI labeled Benny and Stella as public enemies, as well as bumping them up to the Let me look at this word. To the top of the FBI's most wanted list. <laughs> This made national headlines, painting the couple as the Depression-era Bonnie and Clyde. Although their crimes had not been violent, per se, like they did have weapons, but they didn't hurt anybody, the public was warned that Benny and Stella were armed and dangerous. In a nationwide press release, it basically said, The duo is described as desperate criminals by federal officials, both Dixon and his wife are known to be extremely dangerous and while the public is warned that they would just as soon shoot to kill whoever gets in their way. And they were not wrong. (laughs) Although they didn't seem very violent in the bank robberies. Boy howdy were they not wrong. So after a cat and mouse game through the northern part of the United States, the police caught up with the couple on November 24th, 1938 in none other than Topeka, Kansas where Benny was from when eight officers tried to arrest them benny drove away amid a hail of gunfire he did not shoot back however stella was not in the car but she did escape on foot which i thought was pretty impressive
0: yeah
1: also kind of rude that he just left her there I told you, he doesn't trust her now. but listen because i got mad but then listen to this so benny ditched his bullet riddled car Stole one at gunpoint, held these people up, stole their car, drove to South Clinton, Iowa, then held another couple up, stole their car, drove back to drove back to Topeka, and picked up Stella at a previously planned rendezvous point the next day. Which, once again, I thought was
0: pretty impressive. I? You always need a safe house. <laughs> you always need you always need a safe house. You always need a to-go bag.
1: Well, we have neither of those, so you have <laughs> wow, the only to to go bag I need is the cat carrier
0: she's right here falling <laughs>
1: yeah, she is watching us, mm-hmm. she's listening, yeah. um, so they. So, Benny and Stella met back up on November 25th. Also, wait, that reminds me. When you were a kid, did I talk to you about this or my coworkers? When you were a kid, do you remember when you were little and for kindergarten or I don't know how old, the teachers made you take home like a thing about fire safety. And it was like, if there is a fire, this is how you should get out of the house. Right? Did you ever do that? And then it was like, because I specifically remember my parents were like, well, obviously if you're like downstairs, like we have two doors. So like, just go out the door or climb out any window because like you can just hit the ground. And then if we were upstairs and we couldn't get downstairs, we were supposed to go to my parents' room and climb out the, like their bedroom window. Cause then you would just be on the front, like the roof over the porch. And then you could just like jump off. Or we had a fire ladder. That you could like throw out the window, which I think I have the fire ladder somewhere here, maybe. No, it might be on my sister's house.
0: You find a fire ladder.
1: Yeah, but we're not that high off the ground. It's true. So but anyway, did you ever do that? And then no. hold on, I'm sorry, let me speak some more. And then we had a rendezvous point, right? Because it was like if there's a fire, everybody get out of the house and go to the playground. Yeah. And like meet at the playground, even though, which I thought was kind of weird, which maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. My grandparents live right there. I don't know why we just, didn't just meet at my grandparents' house.
0: If their house is on fire as well.
1: That's true. Or if they're not there, I guess.
0: Um, no. Did you do anything like that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a working fire alarm.
1: That's funny. I guess your house is kind of one story, though. So yeah. like you could just climb out of any window. Anyway. wow! I went on a long tangent there. I remember that, like, specifically. We should do that.
0: Step a rendezvous point?
1: Yeah. And, I guess a to-go bag. Yeah. And a plan. We need to work together if Dinah's, like, under the bed or something. Like, you lift the mattress and I snatch the cat.
0: Yep. As long as she doesn't backstab us.
1: She's so pretty. Right, let me take a picture.
0: Okay. All right. Are you leaving that in? What? You're taking her picture. (laughs) You don't have to. (laughs) Should
1: I should. Wait. Let me get one with the recording as well. Since she's a black cat, she's kind of hard to take pictures of because you can never see her nose. You know what I mean? Yep. Anyway. Here she is. Okay. Anyway, they met back up November 25th. He picked her up in Topeka, Kansas, with a new car, with a new new car after. Mind you, because this comes back, basically holding people up at gunpoint. So the couple began making their way to Michigan, where they had several run-ins with authorities. One confrontation ended with Stella shooting the tires out of a pursuing patrol car, earning her the moniker, Sure Shot Stella. Which, again, I'm pretty impressed with That's kind of cool. <laughs> Betty and Stella remained at large for months. During this time, they took several hostages. Held several people up at gunpoint. Stole many cars. All while avoiding the police down... They they took a lot of like back roads, obviously. Driving through cornfields. I don't know if
0: that part's true. <laughs> is, is there anything stated on what they're spending their money on? No. All right. No,
1: but... Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, it was never recovered. I never found it. So they might have spent it or might oh, be still buried up oh, there somewhere. Okay, so on April 6th, 1939, so they did this for like yeah, six months almost, I guess more, maybe more. Benny Dixon was located in St. Louis, Missouri. At 7 p.m., he met with the sister of one of his former cellmates at the Yankee System hamburger shop. Unfortunately, the sister was a paid informant. Who had lured him there? I don't know what she could have said to make him go, but apparently that's what happened. When Benny Dixon went to leave the shop, he was shot twice by police and died on the sidewalk. Newspaper articles stated that Dixon failed to heed a command by FBI agents to put up his hands and instead reached for a gun. Fair witnesses said that he had turned around to like try to run back in the shop or run into a different building and they shot him in the back.
0: Yeah. So... Yeah.
1: But anyway. So he died. Yep. Stella, who was waiting in a nearby car, heard the commotion. She saw somebody running away and then she heard, like, the gunshots and she hopped in the driver's seat and just started to drive away. She left her car in a rented garage because she assumed that they had followed them and hired a man to drive her to Kansas City, Missouri where her mother lived. However, the man recognized her because, you know, they're on the FBI's most wanted list and, and he informed authorities He like waved somebody down. Which this resulted in her arrest. They waited until she got to um, Kansas City, but you know. yeah. she was arrested Stella said on the matter quote, I knew the minute he stopped he was going to get a federal man to arrest me I didn't care I just sat in the car I knew if I got out and tried to get to, get to Topeka by myself I wouldn't get there alive and I wanted to see my mother y'all right there okay Stella Dixon was extradited to South Dakota where she stood trial in federal district district court on august 21st 1939 she pled guilty to two counts of bank robbery and was sentenced to two concurrent 10-year terms at the united states women reformatory in alderson west virginia have you been no she remained behind bars until she was 26 and then she moved to raytown missouri where she worked as a grocery store clerk she died of emphysema at the age of 72 in 1995. Now she pled guilty to two counts of bank robbery. She was charged with a variety of counts of taking people hostage, kidnapping,
0: yeah.
1: you know, stealing cars, throw with a weapon. Evade, I don't know,
0: evading, evading
1: arrest. Yeah, whatever they could get her on. Um, but those were the two that she pled guilty to, and then yeah, she went to jail for. Her. And that's the end of the story. Oh, I have a question. If you if you were her, if all this happened now, and you, like, got in a cab, and you're like, oh, my god. They're gonna take me to one place, and I will get arrested, but at least
0: I'll see blank. Who Who would you go see? You know what I mean? Well, are we assuming that we're doing it together, and the other one is dead?
1: <laughs> that's kind of harsh.
0: I mean, that's what happened. Would we?
1: Would you rob banks with me? Alle- so, I mean, hypothetically, allegedly. hypothetically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> allegedly, I allegedly did those. <laughs> uh, I don't know.
1: I don't think I'd be good at robbing banks. Which I guess is a good thing. But yeah, say that we w- had done this together.
0: And and you're dead? Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, well, um, I don't know. Probably go see my mom. Yeah? I, I don't know what I'm getting out of it, but yeah. think Nothing against my mean, I love my mom. I mean, but-
1: well, too, at this point, you have to think she's only like 17.
0: You know what I mean? She's still a child.
1: Yeah, she's literally a child. But yeah, so she's only... Yeah. So I think that was part of it.
0: Hey, you remember not to date this 34-year-old man? (laughs) I did it
1: anyway. I think it could go both. I think it could go two ways. I think it could go to, you want to go to somebody who you know, like, loves you, and it's like one last comfort before you go... Or you have to pick somebody that would be like, oh my god, that's so sick.
0: <laughs> she messed up by not changing her appearance. Yeah. You gotta completely change your life. And especially in like 1938, 9. Yeah. It's probably, Just dye your hair or whatever. So yeah, it's probably <laughs> pretty easy. Cut your hair cut have them, on. glasses yeah. on. You're a completely different person.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Driver's license, we need something. <laughs> they, <didn't> um, <laughs> they didn't care about who you wear uh, keyboard lies. <laughs> no one can do that. Oh, anymore. maybe that's
1: why I got in a fight with the driver's license exam. <laughs> He's trying to change
0: my his name's license. not Penny. It's, it's Johnny.
1: Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's the end of my story. Do you think this story will keep you up at night, or do you think you'll still be able to sleep as snug as a bug in a rug?
0: Is the money still out there?
1: It, uh, every source said that it was never recovered. Now, whether they spent it, yeah, I don't know, or if it's buried. I don't know. But she didn't say. She said he went to go take the money into the Creek area.
0: Well, well, I guess. Well, uh, well I bet they in, kept
1: some of it, right?
0: Well, that, but she also just like went back to live where she grew up and worked as a grocery store clerk. Yeah. But I mean, if she did that for, she got out when she was what? If she went 26. In 20, from 26 to 75. She had something. That's what. Well,
1: yeah, if you go if you, like, rob all these banks and then you bury the money, they're still watching you, right? Like, to see if you go back to, like, the buried money. You have to.
0: Just a little bit, right? Now, especially anymore, like, they know like, the bill numbers and stuff. Yeah. That's why you can only spend cash. You can't put it anywhere. You have to just be like, oh, like, in my trunks, $30 million. Yeah, but aren't some bills,
1: like, Certain numbers or whatever,
0: yeah, like, but like bills but or you, whatever they're called. You'd probably pay it at like a gas station,
1: they're not gonna, yeah,
0: no, you have to clean it, you have to get rid of your, you have to exchange it in some facet.
1: Oh, so like I have a 50, I need change,
0: yeah, hey, hey, 16 year old little boy at the convenience store, can you give me change? Oh, the yeah, little
1: boy at the convenience store, yeah, go ahead, yeah, okay, wait, so I'm learning how to. I don't have to clean money. <laughs> not how the wrong I
0: don't
1: think I'd be good at it. Also, when you said she should have changed her appearance, it reminded me of
0: um,
1: a movie I enjoyed, Get Smart, where she's like, this was me before, and it's literally a different person. Yeah, She's like, I need to change my appearance.
0: The, yeah.
1: And he's like, oh, that's crazy. I lost 300. Pounds. You
0: have to change your appearance and your persona.
1: Yeah. Anyway, you think this will keep you up at night?
0: Uh, no, but I'm disappointed in their poor planning.
1: Yeah, true. That will
0: keep me up at night.
1: What? I... <laughs> keep me up at night. I, don't know. I He wasn't good at it to begin with. He was already arrested for trying to rob a bank, and it didn't work. That is true. And then he tried again, and it, it worked the first time in the Elkton South Dakota. Guy. I got away with that.
0: Yeah. Well. not. The problem is, one, no guns. Guns are a tell, obviously. Guns a, it's assault with a deadly weapon, whether or not you eat yep. Yeah. No guns. I don't know if it's 100% true. It's a,
1: what if it's a cane that... What if it's a gun that looks like a cane?
0: Looks like a briefcase.
1: A <laughs> oh gun that looks like a briefcase? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh. It's
0: a thing. But, um,
1: are you a spy?
0: No. No. <laughs> the, um, no direct weapons. You should already know your plan all the way in. All the way in.
1: Yeah. I mean, they got could, away with should, it. You
0: should either be on the inside or know somebody on the inside or be able to horse. So, Coerce? Coerce?
1: Coerce? Sure. Sorry. Pay hey,
0: somebody off. Yeah, You need to get somebody who's yeah. willing to be naive enough to help you. Yeah. or in to help you. Yeah. And then no police. And then get a little clean. Then clean your money and then Well, they almost people. had it. Yeah. I think and trace th- and mark.
1: I think what their pro- here's what their problem was, I think is they stayed like in the same like they didn't leave yeah. that area like yeah they robbed south dakota but then they just went they went from like south dakota to like minnesota to kansas like they stayed right there i feel like if they would have it's 1938 like if they would have driven to yeah. west virginia or whatever i think they would have been yeah better off you know what i mean driven to a different state dyed their hair i'm not saying that's what i would do but
0: <laughs> the i forget his name there's a good story on a guy he's a bit crazy he's not that crazy but you can definitely tell like he was into some hardcore hardcore cocaine yeah in his mid-20s mm-hmm. um i forget his name but he would go around to a lot of major cities and question homeless people like oh like what are you doing? Like all oh, your homeless, like that's terrible. Like I'll try to help like do some, so what's your name? What's your number? Like what, what do you do? What, what did you do? Where'd you grow up? Mm-hmm. What's your birthday? What's your social security number? And we'll like, we'll put you in like this prize and try to like help you. He and stole their, their identity. identity. Yeah. in like to banks and he'd create fake. This was in the eighties when it wasn't as high tech. And he'd create like fake. Um, uh Companies and kind of th- and like insurance companies and stuff, and be like, Oh, like I have a check for, um, here's a check for 25,000. Can I get like half of it cashed? Yeah. And the rest go into my account. And they'd be like, Oh, yeah, like let, let us call like, to the people up. And he'd, call- and he'd be like, Him or is the girl he was running around with? Oh, yeah. yeah, like that's the number. Like, here we go. Like- right, right, right. And then they get like, if it was 25,000. They get like 10,000. You get 10,000 cash. Yeah. Go down and you do it. Did, so he get,
1: from, did he get caught? He
0: eventually got caught because the girl he was with him and her got in a fight he like cheated on her or something
1: okay well he that's stupid, but it was
0: after like if
1: you do if you're doing something like this together, you either you stay together forever or you mutually
0: break up I think she forget what he and i haven't i've watched it a long time ago. he either cheated on her maybe he cheated on her and she got mad and then he's like oh like don't worry like here's your money but like I'm done and she was like oh like well we're not done like yeah. I want to keep making money and he's like no like security's better like, to, like yeah. and they get caught and she's like oh like well you'll just get caught and then she called the police on him and was like hey like all of these things he's ever done he, he got for what he did because none of it was ever violent but yeah. it was like
1: which is fraud, it was, basically.
0: But, it, like, he went to jail for, like, 15? Yeah. Which you would think, it was, much? like, um, 150 counts of fraud. Or something. Yeah, but... wouldn't depend
1: on how much... Because each one would be a different count, right? And wouldn't it depend on how much money he was defrauding them out of? Because it'd be... It'd be less time if it's less money for each of them, you know what I mean?
0: Weirdly, what's the what's the Wolf of Wall Street? What's that guy's name?
1: Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: N- the who's he play? Who, who's oh, the guy? I don't know. There's that song about him. Oh, um, Jordan Belfort. Yeah, he, he, the guy <laughs> looked almost exactly like they looked there
1: exactly. I've been doing much Jordan so Belfort.
0: Um, is it Matthew Cox? Ah, uh, yeah, it's Matthew Cox. Oh, okay, it's this guy. Wait, is it? Yeah, he's a former mortgage broker and American mortgage fraudster. He yeah, 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 yeah. This is him. Twenty-six years in prison reduced to fifteen years, six million in restitution. It estimates he estimated between stealing over five to twenty-five million dollars. Jeez. Yeah, he's one of like the most um He was there was a, there's a point in the story. It's a good story. I, it was on YouTube if you're interested in learning about Matthew Cox today or something mm-hmm. but it's a good story i'll write a story about him
1: it's just because <laughs> you've told a lot of it already guys <laughs> hey, so welcome to our halloween special where we each tell a story <laughs>
0: yep. interesting yeah
1: i like it all right well
0: anyway well, we can cut all of that out and we can we can do it next time <laughs>
1: spoilers <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's a
1: joke. All right, well, if you want to see pictures of my story, the one of Benny and Stella Nixon who did a Halloween bank heist, then you can go to our Instagram and our Twitter. They're both at B-I-A-R podcast, B-I-A-R podcast. Or Facebook's just bugging a rug. And then if you want to find any of the resources that I used, which there are some good ones. There's also, I added a book on here. I did not read the book. There's a book called The Ballad of Ben and Stella May. Great Plains Outlaws Who Became FBI public, enemy, public Enemies Number 1 and 2 by Matt Cecil. Apparently he like lived in Brookings, South Dakota and it was like you know, it's a story that they all tell. I remember when Benny and Stella, whatever like came. Yeah, Johnny, excuse me. Um, but it's like a famous story in his town. So he got really interested in and he wrote a book about it. Um, so All of those resources will be on the website, buginarug.podbean.com. If you want to email us, you can. B-I-A-R podcast at gmail.com. Send us your topics that I will write. (laughs) And... I'll critique. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I think that's it. Any last words? Any last words?
0: <laughs> Was not me? <laughs>
1: All right, signing off. I'm Kaylin. Bye.